chances being heard and never brought to trial. <laughs> oh, silly me! The safety! <laughs> Class ain't what she used to be. <laughs> what are you trying to prove with this stunt, Joker? Prove? Stunt? Joker? No, wait, that one's right. <laughs> Why did you kill Johnny V? What? And Mickey Chin, and Milo Scrapper. <laughs> you think I'm Holiday? Oh, puppet, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm not Holiday. If I were him, why would I be trying to kill him? Kill him? He's the competition. And like the corn kernel always says, I won't be number two. If it's Holiday you want dead, then why gas everyone in Gotham Square? Half the city's down there! Which means Holiday either is or isn't. I have a 50-50 chance. And if I fail, well, at least I've killed a lot of innocent people. <laughs> no, don't kill me! Not before I find out who Holiday is! Why do you care? Oh, you adorable fool! Don't you know by now? I'm just like you! We both love a good puzzle. So, when the clock strikes twelve, do I get her little kiss? <laughs> oh. Whoop! Taking that as a no. to you by the one best podcast thank you for checking out the one best podcast i am your host andrew karachi alongside andrew quimby and mr quimby what do we have in store tonight tonight we are going to be discussing the latest newest fresh off the Belts, Pat Press. Green Lantern movie? <laughs> no, the long Batman, the long Halloween part one. So last week we we said we were gonna review the 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 live action Green Lantern movie. Um that was before I knew Long Halloween was coming out, so 
we've called an audible and decided to do this movie instead to prioritize it because it's first off it's a little bit better of a watch i think so works for me yeah and it's it's been a while since we watched a batman movie or slash batman content yeah we've been on the screen lantern kick here for a little while here but um yeah you can check the pod out at um dogma.com search forward slash TWC no it's not on that but you could find it um, that's probably why our, our uh, hits keep going down is because they just don't know where to find it they keep talking keep, they just keep yeah. typing in like dog ass and TWC and then they get this computer virus and the government comes and takes them away mm-hmm. and that's one viewer or one listener gone he's in prison for the rest of his life because he's watching dog porn. Don't watch dog porn. There. See? Now we're covered. They're not going to come for us. But, good, um, good. But yeah, you could check the pod out at uh, Gmail on um, pretty much, you know, I should just write this shit down once in a while so I could just have it all like where we can find it, but I, I don't even know where we can find the pod anymore. I'm kidding. But iTunes, you can search uh, One Best Podcast. iTunes is a um, the, the iTunes thing. You can also find it on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, PlayPod, um, and soon to be on Pornhub. Still working out the kinks for that. And, the kinks, you say? Yeah. A little bit of a kinky show. Something they when I was trying to upload it the other day, which I was not, I wasn't trying to upload it the other day there, so this is a joke. So we're moving on. Um, you can, if you want to contact the show, you can go on Facebook, search Batcast Weekly, and you could talk to the other Batcast people on that page. Send them personal messages saying, Hi, I'm part of Batcast. Let's talk about Batman. No? Okay, so um, then um, you can also email the show by onebestpodcast.gmail.com. There is where um, Mr. Dorito Man searches through these emails and carefully grabs a chip from the bag so he doesn't get the nacho cheese on his fingertips. So the nacho cheese gets stuck on the files and then carefully places the chip in his mouth where it then dissolves through the liquid shit inside of his mouth. And then after that, he then looks at the email. And Mr. Quimby, do we have any emails? I I don't even know what just happened there in that sentence of you describing there. (laughs) It got so strange so quickly. Um, <laughs> I was honestly just trying to uh, see how much rambling nonsense I could say before I got cut off. You just never cut me off. You should know better than that that I don't cut you off. <laughs> Especially when you're rambling nonsense. If I started cutting your rambling nonsense off, this podcast would be like a, a third of the length. <laughs> but unfortunately, we do not have any pod- emails. What a way to bury the podcast. Well, if we got rid of you, the show would be like three times better. Yeah, All right, good that. luck. 
You're probably right. It probably would be three times better if I wasn't on it. But um, as I standing at the top of this mountain ready to jump off, kidding, kidding, there's no mountain. There's no mountain in Waukesha. There's a couple of cliffs, but there's no, there's no mountains. So, so with all this, since we're on the topic of suicide, let's talk about the long Halloween. Jesus. Oh, yes. The long Halloween. How did, how did you feel about the movie? Okay. So I'm going to be honest here. Um, I'm not going to say I disliked it. And I know that's, that's a, a tough way to talk about a movie where you just, that you're saying, well, I didn't hate it. No. I thought there was a lot of cool and good things in this. Um, just my interest level, I just was kind of bored. And it's not what I was expecting because I, I get it. They're, they're basing it off of the graphic novel, but the Red Hood was kind of loosely based off a graphic novel too. And the Red Hood just had nonstop action. And it just, you were just hooked to the story. This one, it felt like a, just a typical like buddy cop episode. And it felt like I was watching a cartoon, like a car, an animated version of the show Gotham. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know what it for you, but like it, it felt like, this would have been really cool if this was live action, but I think the an- it being animated really like hurt it. That's just my opinion. Now, there's a lot yeah. of people who really, really like this movie. I was looking at other people's reviews before I did mine. Not that I'm going to copy them, but I just want to be like, holy shit, I did not feel the way they felt, and um, I might catch some heat for it because I'm gonna. I think this is going to be the first like non-super positive review of this because i i've kind of felt that i was kind of bored i don't i don't know about you but yeah it's like it was see i i liked it it was it was good but like kind of like it was very i feel like it was just hitting all of the batman bullet points like there it was there was i didn't feel like there was anything super original it just felt like there was a lot of stuff that been done before and it's just like it was interesting but then there were there like there wasn't a whole lot of action it was a lot of like almost entirely talk it was a lot of talking there's a few fights here and there but which which the talking's fine it's just it was i don't know that it, it almost felt like this was a movie like you know sometimes when like they people just do like the fanboy episodes where they just like the what is it? I can't think of the actual term for it. Fan so service episodes. This almost felt like a little. This movie kind of felt a little fan service to me a little bit. So there's a conspiracy. No, I don't. I didn't feel fan service to me. The Killing Joke felt really fan service to me. But because um, the Killing Joke was almost like they made the movie when no when nobody really wanted to make it, but everybody wanted it to be made. This mm. kind of doesn't have that same feeling. This does feel kind of original. The only difference is that... Um, so, anyways, I'll, let me get on my conspiracy. So, the Matt Reeves Batman movie, the one that's being made for 2022 or whatever, mm-hmm. was apparently supposed to be really similar to this movie. And apparently, they're really pissed off. 
because um, they they're they had now they're redoing a bunch of shit because this animated movie just came out and took a lot of the stuff they were doing because they were going to do the holiday killer and everything like that because they were they were using the long Halloween as a um, as kind of like their their source material kind of like how uh, Christopher Nolan used the Dark Knight Returns as like his kind of source material uh-huh. and Tim Burton used well Tim Burton didn't use anything he just doesn't know what Batman's about but he, he used his own thing <laughs> he just so so that's kind of so there's like that going on because they had an idea they were going to do this film noir style Batman and that's what this kind of was but I guess my biggest like issue I had with it and I, I get it Batman's only like I think this is like Batman year two it's like he's only like in his second year so he's not going to be like the Kevin Conroy Batman from the animated series who just knows everything right mm-hmm. I'm fine I'm fine with that but does every single character in the movie have to call him dumb like I know he didn't say oh you're a dumbass or anything like that but it's just like Oh, you're not much of a detective. Oh, you're not much of a detective. Like, I wonder if that was in the comic. And it just, to me, it didn't translate very well in film. Because it came off as such a, first of all, in a casual conversation, who uses the word detective to describe someone that's not, you know, actually being a detective? I know we use that for Batman as a description for him, like he does really good detective work, but if Batman really existed in the real world, we probably wouldn't use that word. We'd say he's really smart or he's really intelligent. He figures a lot of things out. Like those are the words we say, like, like if Andrew's really good at, um, give me a video game. You're really good at. Okay. Give me something you're really good at. Uh, I don't know. You're not good at anything. Okay, so Andrew's really good. Andrew's really good at not being good at anything. So, um, so like I'm not going to use like a terminology that says like like the, the the term detective is usually only used in like the police or like if you're actually a private investigator or or check your title. It's just mm-hmm. weird when you hear someone outside of the Bat family use that word. Like, it's okay if Gordon says it because Gordon is a detective himself. Where he's like, oh, yeah. you're not really much of a detective. But when he's getting, when he's beaten up on some random goon and that goon says, oh, you're not much of a detective. If you're that goon in that moment, is that the word you would have said? It no. Just, to me, it doesn't come off as doesn't come off real realistic to me. Like, I feel like if I'm getting beat up by a goon and I wanted to, like, listen here, idiot, like, I would either call him stupid or I'd call him an idiot or I'd call him a moron or I can't believe you can't figure this out. Like, not, not, oh, you're not much of a detective. Like, uh, Batman's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to pull out my wallet. Yeah, I'm a certified detective. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's just... To me, that that part really, really bugged me. And maybe it was in the graphic novel, or maybe it was in the comic. I never read the comic to be like I'm saying that right now. And you shouldn't have to read a comic to understand how the movie's going. Mm-hmm. The movie should be completely separate from the comic, anyways. Yeah. So, 
because I never read the Red Hood one. I don't need to because I thought that Red Hood movie was just great. I have read yeah. the Killing Joke because Killing Joke was short. But like this, I don't know. Like I feel that part kind of bugged me. Um, then everyone doing the disappearing act, the the Bruce. First of all, that's the act that Bruce Tim made famous. That was his thing. Like mm-hmm. he made Batman always walk away from in mid conversation, and this yeah. this is supposed to be before all of that, and now everybody's doing it. Uh, yeah, because they yeah. I, I did like it when they Alfred when said when Alfred did it to him. Yeah, I thought that was amusing, and then they made the same joke like three more times. Yeah, and it's like they they were just beating. I feel like that they. I feel like there was a bunch of that where they were just like beating a dead horse with their own jokes because they yeah, never told a joke once. They were repetitive with their jokes. Oh, however, Joker did have the best joke through the whole movie when he was telling his joke. That wasn't really a joke. But remember when he was just rambling to Falcone? <laughs> He's like, I got a joke for you. And he starts like rambling about like the calendar killer and killing people and all this shit, and Falcone has the best reaction. He's like, you call that a joke? <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like was that, great. That, like, he he only said, I got a joke for you, but not really. He didn't have a joke. He That was just, like, how he was opening the conversation. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking normal, and Falcone's waiting for a punchline. <laughs> mm-hmm. That joke wasn't really funny. <laughs> yeah, the Joker, the Joker was really good in this, I feel like. Yes. And I do have to nitpick again with the Joker. Um, I like the Joker. I liked him in this. I thought he was actually, for a side character, it really worked. My, my biggest issue was the voice of how they did it. Um, Troy Baker, I guess, voiced the Joker in this. I don't know why he did a Mark Hamill-style Joker and why he just didn't do something different. Like, if, unless that was a producer thing, and I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure that's what the voice director it's probably They were probably like, no, sound more like this Joker. And he's right. like, but that's not my joke. And they're like, no, you're, sound more like this Joker. That's the kind of Joker we want. And so that's I probably will, what ended up happening. I will say that he is the best Mark Hamill-sounding Joker not named Mark Hamill. He sounded like Mark Hamill. And it was a good... It was a good imitation of Mark Hamill. However, I, I feel like if you wanted Mark Hamill Joker, why didn't you just get Mark Hamill to play the Joker? Unless Troy Baker's significantly cheaper. Like I don't I don't get that. You wanna Bro. you wanna start this new universe, because apparently they want to use this like cast going forward. You wanna start like this new universe of new voices and you wanna get away from Conroy and Mark Hamill, and I'm fine with that. I just feel like if you're going to do that, you have to be different. Because look at the Red Hood, for example. Could you have done the Red Hood with uh, Mark Hamill as Joker and Kevin Conroy as Batman? Absolutely. But they did it with two different people. John DiMaggio played Joker, brought a completely different style to the Joker. It almost had a little bit of a Heath Ledger style to it, mixed with a Mark Hamill and a little bit of Jack Nicholson and bringing his own mix into it also, which made it sound completely unique and different. 
and it really worked. And I will say, like, some people like to say Troy Baker's the second best Joker ever. I will completely disagree. I will always say it's John DiMaggio in the um, in the Under the Red Hood, and even in the Death of the Family, because that was one of the most entertaining. The way he delivered lines, and it was just. I felt like that was a very, uh, very good Joker. Completely different than Mark Hamill, because Mark Hamill is a little bit more flamboyant. Uh, John DiMaggio's Joker is a little bit more darker and more sinister, but also like not really caring. He doesn't show any anger ever. Where Mark Hamill's Joker gets mad, because <laughs> you've seen it in the uh, um, animated series. You see, he gets—he mm-hmm. actually gets emotional. The John DiMaggio one is just completely psychotic. Yeah. And then I would say the guy who played uh, Benjamin Linus, that actor that played him in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, that's probably my third favorite Joker. Okay. So Troy Baker's—he's good, but there's been better guys who have played it, and I just wish he would have just done his own voice that's just my my one gripe with it um how'd you feel about troy baker's joker it it's he sound i don't know it's it seemed fine to me his it sounded like a good joker to me i'm not not really you're not really familiar with mark hamill are you exactly i'm not as in tune to the voices of joker i i i get lost in the I don't. I, I do my best to not think about the person who's actually voicing the character and just listen to the character. Okay. But so, I don't know. The Joker was good. I really. I feel like the Joker was one of the highlights of this movie, which he usually is. He's usually a pretty. The Joker's always a fun character. Yeah, I did like it when he. It was towards the end of the movie when he grabbed that, what, that sleigh or whatever, and he was just going to drive, or that plane that he announced that he didn't know how to drive. (laughs) And he was going to just drop a bunch of, what, acid or something onto everybody? It was his, like, laughing gas or whatever, yeah. Right. His gas. And Batman's like, why are you doing that? He's like, well, Calendar or Holiday Man's probably down there somewhere. And, you know, he's probably down there. It's like, because I'm trying to kill Holiday. It's like, I'm trying to kill Holiday. And, like, Half the city's down there, and that means I got a 50 50 shot of killing Holiday. And <laughs> if I don't kill Holiday, at least I kill the ones of people, so it all works out. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> it is the most twisted lo- Joker logic plan ever, and I love that. It was like it makes a disturbing, twisted sense to it that you can't argue with because it kind of makes sense, but it's such a Joker twist to it. <laughs> right, right. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I guess let's talk about Batman in this. So, um, Batman is voiced by um, Supernatural Boy, uh, Dean Winchester, or the Red Hood. So the Red Hood grew up and became Batman. So, I will say I do. I, I do find it kind of interesting that a, they use this. You have him who played Red Hood, and then they're like, you know what? We're going to make him Batman now. Yeah, I it's because I feel like it's interesting that they are they're okay with that. 
I felt he was really good. Mm-hmm. There were times his voice kind of came out, but like I felt like he was the Red Hood. At, there's times there, but I felt like he played a really good... He did a really good performance as Batman. Uh, especially a younger Batman. So um, I hope that he, well, he brought more life into the role than the guy who played him in uh, the new 52 movies. Cause that dude got like 10 fricking movies. I just hope that uh, Jenis Ackles or whatever, what's his name? Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Ackles. I hope that he, like wants to play Batman going forward, and whenever they create their new universe, he's their new Batman. Yeah, I think that'd be great, and especially more time in the role is only going to make him better at it. Right. Because Kevin Conroy wasn't great overnight. It took him a couple of years before he became the voice of Batman. Mm-hmm. And you could do uh, some. You could still use Conroy here and there. But, like, when you're doing this new extended universe, which is what it looks like they're going to combine this with uh, uh, Man of Tomorrow, which was that Superman movie that came out the last couple months ago or whatever, that we just didn't review for some reason. Okay. But um, it was an animated movie. It was the first after the New 52 movies were done. Because the New 52 ended in last summer. So they've made yeah. a couple of new movies since. Starting this, like, like this new universe, they did a, a Justice League movie that was um, based from World War II, I think. I think it's called Justice Society. And then they did this a Superman movie, and this is the third movie. This is the Batman Long Halloween movie. And from what I was reading, they're going to probably connect everything to start like this newer animated universe. Okay. Maybe, yeah, so... Because especially if Conroy and Mark Hamill are going to do the the, the the new Batman show for uh, HBO Max, you don't you could start a, a movie universe and let them do their animated uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. That's fine with me. That way, I still get Kevin Conroy in my life, and we get a new Batman because Conroy can't play Batman forever. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a Beware the Grey Ghost movie and Conroy will play the Grey Ghost. See, it's funny because that joke is hilarious, but if you never saw the Grey Ghost episode, you're just not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. I feel like you've explained it enough that I know what the reference you're talking to with never having seen the episode. Yeah. It's just because um, the Grey Ghost was played by Adam West. Mm-hmm. And that obviously, if you don't know who Adam West is, he was the first Batman live-action person, pretty much, from the 60s uh, TV show. That was typecast into that role and wasn't able to really do anything after Batman was off the air. So they made an episode about that, essentially. But they just replaced Batman with the Grey Ghost. Mm-hmm. The Grey Ghost was a... a a superhero character on TV that Bruce used to watch when he was a kid. And he actually, his, the Batmobile and the, all, all, the Batcave, it's all based from the uh, uh, Grey Ghost. Hmm. It was an inspiration. 
Yeah. One of the best episodes of the animated series. A great episode. It's probably easily in the top five. Okay. Easily. But, um, but yeah, I wonder if they'll do a Grey Ghost episode with uh, Jensen Ackles as Batman and Kevin Conroy as the Grey Ghost. Now, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. That would be, that would make my day. <laughs> That yeah. would just do it for me. That would do it for me. Like I, I could go to work, I could put stickers on a box all day and be happy. Because I, I got that in my life now. <laughs> okay. At least you know what you require. Yeah. Um so Harvey Dent was in this movie, and I will say that um oh wait, first, how'd you like Jensen Ackles as Batman, by the way? I, I liked him. He really felt like Batman, like like there was, there was only, I think there was only like one or two times that I really like felt his like Dean voice come out. But and overall, he just he was Batman, and I I think he did a really good job. Do you think he should be Batman going forward? I definitely hope so. Do you think they found their Batman? I I, I think so. I think this is probably this is a really good version of Batman that like felt like Batman, especially like. Like you said, it's a younger Batman, so it and it definitely fit like the younger Batman-ish vibe compared to like I don't uh-huh. know, like, yeah. Which is he he definitely him voicing a younger character like it could work, but it just doesn't seem it has worked in the past. Yeah, Remember he he that that uh, he did do that. Yeah, Japanese style animation movie. Yeah, watched. he did that. I forgot he did about it very that. well. He did it very well. Hmm. Yeah, I really think they should make that into uh, an animated series, like that that episode of that uh, when we watched Gotham Night, the one where he uh-huh. went to like what was it Japan or Korea or wherever the hell he went to Hong Kong when he learned how to manage pain. I don't know where yeah. to go. Do you remember? I think it was like India. India? Okay, I was close. It wasn't the United States, so I was going to be close regardless. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> He went to Chicago. No. Uh, Yeah, when he learned how to manage pain, that was one of the more interesting episodes. And then the the one with... uh, The one where he kind of had the anime-style hair. With the... uh, He had that machine that could stop bullets or whatever. Yeah, it deflected the bullets, yeah. Yeah, that was... Like that animation style was very interesting, and I think there's a, I think they could do like an anime style. Obviously, be Americanized, but like an anime style Batman, it could be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that whole when we watched that Gotham Knights, yeah, I kind of felt like that was all that. I felt like that was like them like seeing what worked and what didn't, and I'm surprised that nothing came out of that. Nothing, you know. Well, we got Batman the, Ninja. That's what we got out of all that. Right. Yeah, because that the Gotham Knights very much felt like like let's throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see which one of these versions of these it was one of these stories slash styles like fits. And like right. that one was actually a good one, and I'm surprised that nothing ever, even like a few more like mini episodes or something off of it. But I don't know. Yeah, all of them are good except for that first one. Mm-hmm. That first one was awful. But um, 
Anyways, back to a long Halloween. Um, so we talked about Batman. We talked about Joker. Let's talk about Harvey Dent now. So All right. the Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent, the Harvey Dent me, they me, used. You got something for me or what? Let me go on my Harvey Dent rant here real quick. Sure. I I he was all right. I wanted to like him. Every scene he was in, they jammed a Two Face reference down your throat, and it was a it like drove me crazy the entire movie. Every single scene was like, oh, I got I got multiple heads, whatever, or two heads are better than one, or oh, I got we got to flip a coin here, and like like every single scene. They were jamming a whole Two Face reference on your throat to the point where he even got almost got blown up in an explosion, and you, they were hiding half his face, and everyone was just expecting like, oh my god, they're gonna he's gonna be Two Face now, and that turned out he was completely fine, and they were just baiting you the entire time just to screw now, with I, you, I, I, I joking the Two Face thing. I I actually thought that was really well done when they did that part, like. The the him turning the the fake out him being two faced thing, mm-hmm. I I actually I I actually kind of gave that a little bit of a clap. I thought that was pretty well done. That's just my opinion though. The rest of it though, I agree with you. But that specific scene, I thought that was actually pretty good. Okay. Pretty well done because I, they, there was an explosion. They had an explosion and everything. And I'm like. I really didn't want Two Face in this movie at all because I like the Harvey Dent character. I've always liked Harvey Dent. I mm-hmm. I don't like him when he becomes Two Face because I don't really like Two Face that much. Yeah. Now I'm not talking about Harvey Dent from the Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises or whatever, whatever movie the hell the those train wreck movies were. But like the um, this Harvey Dent reminded me so, and we don't get a lot of character development on Harvey Dent in general. But if you've played the Telltale games. It is really similar to this Harvey Dent. However, I don't think this Harvey Dent and Bruce were friends in this movie. Like, I don't think they were like friends outside of all this, right? Yeah, it kind of seemed like yeah, because like there was the one scene where Gordon basically like introduced them to each other and was like, "You two work together now." So I really well, don't think they yeah, had like Batman, much Batman interactions. Dan, yeah, but I'm talking about like as Bruce Wayne. Oh, as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce no. This version of Bruce Wayne does. It seems like he's very much like a recluse. Right. He really doesn't seem the, like he does anything. If you look at the animated series, um, Bruce and Harvey Dent obviously had the the, the friendship. Um, the fact that Batman blames himself for Two Face existing. Um. Then in the Telltale games. They have a deep-rooted history going way back. Like they're best, they're best friends. This is the Telltale game. You're you control Bruce Wayne as much as you control Batman. It's one of the only video games where you do that. And um, like I said, eventually we'll review the Telltale games. But like it, um, they're really going with a Telltale game vibe on this because they also reference that. Um, um, Bruce's father might have been with the mob, mafia. I don't know if you caught that. But Falcone well, yeah, talked about how uh, uh, Bruce's father was like, he used to donate to charities and he was a, a major member of this family, a big mm-hmm. member of this family, which is a, a, t- a Italian mafia way of saying like he, he 
he was in Mafia. And, yeah, pretty much. They, they, yeah. In the Telltale games, uh, Bruce's family was had deep ties with the Mafia. And so some people didn't like that because Thomas Wayne is supposed to be like the, the symbol of good hope of the whole city. If you go back to the, the Nolan movies or even in the animated series, there's not a lot of negative things about Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. But they like to do this mafia thing with him. This is the newer version of the Wayne family. The yeah. Wayne family has ties with the mafia, except for Bruce, but everybody else does. Yeah, because I think I, I think it was like the end credit thing where they said that they were using his dad was using the charities to launder the money. Mm. So he was definitely tied up with the whole family because he was basically laundering their money for them through his the Wayne charities. Right. And that's what he's been because they kept like he kept like pressuring Bruce and like he kept saying things like the entire movie. And that's because of apparently because Bruce refuses to do that, obviously. But so that's why he's been. And also why at one point there is an entire warehouse full of cash that they were having struggling to launder because Bruce was refusing to launder it for them. I will say that um, I do back to talking about Batman again. I, I did like this Batman a lot. Um, I like that he was very kind to the people that he wasn't fighting against. And um, you've seen Conroy's Batman do this once in a while, but when Conroy's Batman gets into the Justice League and he's been Batman for a long time, he just starts punching people. Like, so let's talk about the Solomon Grundy scene. So um, when they're down in the sewers, he's chasing that Chinese man or whatever down there. And mm-hmm. he, um, he says, I know what's down here. And Solomon Grundy has the guy and he has him in a chokehold pretty much. Like, like a choke slam, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, Batman was able to talk Grundy down, and they just left. Now, if this was Kevin Conroy's Batman, he probably would have just went in there and started fighting Grundy. So, <laughs> I do like that this version of Batman will actually try to talk. And not just that. He made a deal with him saying, like, if uh, you let him go, we'll leave and we won't, and we'll leave you alone. And then he came back and he gave him the Thanksgiving dinner. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It show, it really showed you that he actually like cared. Uh-huh. And even when he was in Arkham talking to some of the other criminals in there, he wasn't he was pretty cordial for the most part. Like talking to Calendar Man or like the other like the other ones. Like he wasn't you could tell if he's not if you're not like if he's not fighting you he'll he's willing to work with you and have like he was pretty cordial with um harvey dent mm-hmm. yeah it's like so, it's definitely it's definitely because this is definitely a younger batman because he's not jaded yet because right. as he gets older he just becomes so jaded that he doesn't he doesn't approach with the, he doesn't try the soft touch anymore he just goes for the the brute force method a lot faster Right. Like, we can compare him to the Batman from Public Enemies or the Batman from our, our Apocalypse. Could you imagine that Batman having a conversation with Grundy? 
Probably not. No, that that Batman was extremely grumpy. Mm-hmm. I can see maybe the animated series Batman talking to him because he's a little bit kinder in that version. But once when he gets in the Justice League, he's a freaking asshole. <laughs> and he likes to rub it in his face. He, lo- he loves to rub it in your face that he's smarter than you. Yeah. It's just like there was an, a Justice League episode where they, it's like an Elseworlds episode where they meet their, their selves from another dimension. And um, so Batman, their, their Batman felt like the, the other Batman was the, the biggest risk out of everyone from the Justice League, which I found fascinating that he thinks of himself that highly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he, he like had Batman, you know, the the one from Justice League. He had him all tied up and nowhere to go. And he says, and he's, yeah, so the Batman that's tied up is trying to figure out ways to get out. And so the Elseworlds Batman is just like, I've already thought of that. You won't be able to get through that. You wouldn't be able to get through any of this. And he's like, you've thought of everything, haven't you? He's like, no, just anything you'll ever think of. <laughs> He just loves to rub it in his, your face that he's smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Um, this Batman's not quite like that because apparently everyone thinks he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Because he's... I guess him being a basically a vigilante is struggling to make a police case. It's not his job to make a case. Exactly. That's what I, I that part kind of annoyed me too is like when like Gordon was like lecturing him about like, oh, you have to show prove with the evidence thing. And he's like lecturing him like he's like a new detective in the freaking police force or something like that. And it's like, this is Batman. He hangs people off of buildings. He's not worried about the chain of evidence or anything like that. Like, yeah. uh, like, you have your methods, he has his. Yeah, like, okay, occasionally, yeah, like, if you want to work together and you can kind of combine both of them and when then he can kind of, like, but his thing is more, like, scaring criminals into not doing the things. Right. Than, like, slapping cuffs on them. Like, his biggest worry is not getting taking care of criminals that's keeping the crazies off the street. Which basically right. by the by the walk in Arkham, it seems like he's done quite well at cleaning up most of the names in the city. Like he's he had quite the collection there, it seemed like. And then to find out that uh Arkham was actually a Harvey Dent idea. Did you catch that? No. They were having a conversation about uh, Arkham, and Batman said, I would have been fine with just putting all these guys in prison. But Dent, but Dent wanted this uh, asylum built instead. Hmm. I did so not Harvey catch Dent, that. So Harvey Dent wants to rehabilitate the people. Hmm. Batman, Batman could care less if they get rehabilitated or not. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite of the Batman I grew up watching. He was always about rehabilitation. That's why he doesn't kill. Because he believes mm-hmm. in second chances. Yeah. He believes that you can 
reform and be and become good. Yeah. So it's weird that this Batman doesn't believe in that. Mm-hmm. This also, what's, what's the deal with Calendar, dude? Calendar man. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think he's a. Um, I, I I think he commits crimes on holidays. <laughs> I think um, that's like. It's weird because I almost felt like he was like Riddler esque. Yes. Where he was kind of like I know he's a, answering I know he's in like half sentences. I know he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. But he's uh but as far as like I don't really know that much about him because I've never seen him in a in an animated movie before. This is the first time okay. I've ever seen him. I've heard of him before. I know he was in like the Arkham games here and there, but like he never was um he was never a main villain by any means. Hmm. But he was the right guy to go and talk to because this is kind of his thing. Yeah. And Calendar Man hinted that it was Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I see, and one of you isn't here purposefully or whatever, whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah, he basically just like gave them all a bunch of information, just like. So somehow the guy that's in prison basically knows more than those the people outside that are actually investigating this stuff. Well, I think Sorry. it's because it's. Just, I think there's similar crimes than what he does. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of really similar to what he does, so that's why he would know what the what the guy is going to do because it's what he would do. That's pretty yeah. much what he's basing it off of. Mm-hmm. And I think he's good at reading people. Yeah. So he knows he thinks it's Harvey Dent, which is who it probably should be, but it, it won't be when they when the second part comes out. Um, what else happened in this? So Catwoman. Oh yeah, that. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are like from the reviews I've been watching. They're praising Catwoman like this is one of the best Catwomans ever. Um. Okay. What? I mean, she just was. She was there. I mean, she didn't she, do a she, whole lot. Well, she almost ruined the whole fucking movie. Like, I can't believe. I got so irritated. Like, I get it that she knows that Batman's Bruce Wayne, but goddamn, <laughs> like when uh when Batman shows up to confront Falcone's son, and she's like Bruce. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, that I was. I instantly was like, what the heck are they supposed to do now? He knows. Like, what are they supposed to do? And then he got shot, and I'm like, oh, there's the solution. They don't have to figure it out, because he's dead now. Also, that was an incredibly brutal death. Yeah, he got... He he got got shot several times, knocked into the water, and then blended by the boat propellers. Like, oof. That seemed a little overkill and unnecessary. For a Very guy that's so. not even, for a guy who's not even, like, got ties with the mafia, he's not even a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't Which, want to okay. be part of the mafia. 
I'm, I'm another thing. So he's chasing. He's, he's, he's like 10 feet away from the freaking guy he's hunting. And the guy can get away. What the hell? Yeah. Like well, then, the guy yeah, speeds off in a like, speedboat. And I'm just like, what? I'm back grapple the speedboat. Like do something. Jesus, dude. Well, you think about it. If this person can escape Batman, now it has to be like you have to think about it. It's probably got to be somebody that, if you're if you're, that's the thing I hate about animation because they'll make it not make sense. But um, it can't be Harvey Dent's wife now, which is what a lot of people are expecting. Um, I don't know. Robin doesn't exist yet. I was thinking maybe it's like Red Hood or something. See, I feel like everything... See, everything points to being Harvey Dent's wife. Like, there's so many clues they've, like, subtly dropped about it. Which I feel like that has to be the answer. But, like, it's... it's they're gonna do something stupid. Yeah. You know because, what's probably like, gonna happen? Is they'll do their big reveal, and it'll be just, like, Batman by Gaslight, and it'll be... It'll be Jim Gordon. <laughs> yes, I, I, they make it was Jim Gordon the whole time because there was no evidence that proved it was him. That means it must be him. Because they're they're like we gotta come up with something shocking, something that nobody will see. Yeah, maybe it'll be Batman the whole time. It was Batman. It was actually Batman. That's 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 a perfect solution. It's actually Batman. Or Catwoman did it. Catwoman did it. You could you hang know, out with Batman a, more. There's definitely an interesting way where you could make it be Batman. It would be a How? terrible idea. Okay, so because um, you could have had it where Batman thought he was chasing down the person that killed him, but really it was him that killed Falcone's son, not knowing that he did. Kind of like similar to how they did that in uh, Death in the Family with Red Hood when he was okay. killing all those people. You could mm-hmm. do something similar to that, but be ready for. And if they do that, I will applaud them and I'll say that was good storytelling. And if they could find a creative way to do it, because I don't really know how I would do it, but like if they could find a way to do that, I will applaud them. I will come on this podcast and I will praise the fuck out of it because they took a chance and they made Batman a murderer. I'm. I'm interested in that. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And they won't do that, even though that would probably be, that would make sense that he'd be targeting all of Falcone's people because he does hate Falcone. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, because there is just, there's so many like little evidence things. I don't know how you would be able to explain how Batman was doing this without knowing it. Yeah, I don't know. Poison Ivy is controlling his mind. I'm going to pretend like she's not in this movie for the sake of an argument because she, it's yeah. better if she's not in it. I know. But they teased it, which annoys me. I See, that's the thing. I never thought that Ivy had mind control abilities. Yeah. I don't know. She never had that really in the animated series. She just she was able to like make plant people. 
and um, control plants and poison people. But uh-huh. she didn't, like, control minds. So, that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. When they, when they do that. But, you know, she makes uh, men only uh, ones counts as zeros and twos counts as ones, and she can go backwards on the track <laughs> by rolling three dice. Exactly. Um, what else happened in this movie? Tons of things happened. It was an hour and 40 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they actually had some decent length on it, and it's a two-parter. I, kind of, I'm kind of bummed that they, so it's literally, I was, I was expecting this to like kind of wrap up and then the second part would be like kind of a semi continuation of it, but then it's just straight up. They, yeah. They reveal who it is. And now you're, it's like, holy shit, the shock. How the hell, how the hell did this work? And then the second movie is how the hell did this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been interesting. But instead, it was just straight up cliffhanger. Like it's, I, I wasn't a fan of that. I haven't been so disappointed in any in a movie since Pirates of the Caribbean, the second movie, where they just kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And I hate when movies do this. Yeah, because it's a, it's a movie. Like mm-hmm. part one and part two should be individual movies. Like the Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns, you could watch part two and not watch part one. See, like what they could have done is they could have grabbed someone and been like, kind of the evidence kind of shows it's some one person, whoever, and they're like, yeah, this is our guy. And you kind of end with that, but you're like, I don't know, that doesn't quite seem right. And then the next movie is like, no, obviously, see, this guy definitely didn't do it. We're still looking for somebody. I would have had them capture the guy, and they're about to unmask him, and he says, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> but do they unmask him? No, the mask doesn't come off. It is like, holy crap. The monsters are real. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect yep. Why not? Terrible, terrible, terrible. But um, no, I feel like this could have been interesting as like a, either a mini series or as a live action. Similar to Gotham. Didn't it feel like you're kind of watching Gotham? Like a little bit. It kind of had, especially with him working so close with like Dent and Gordon and everything like that, and the three of them were kind of like working. Just they they were working a case. It very it very much felt like it was just a detective kind of show. Slash. I do movie. have a I have a little bit of a gripe. How is Renee Montoya in this movie and not Harvey Bullock? Was was Renee Montoya in this movie? Yes. She had like a small scene when they were at the police station. But no Harvey Bullock. Okay. Maybe, Maybe that's in part two. But <laughs> like 
Well, Harvey Bullock is well, Renee Montoya was made from from Bruce Tim. She's not a normal comic book character. She was made for the animated series. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was funny that she was in this movie that this novel was written before the animated series, and we don't get Harvey Bullock. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring me into the animated series universe, this is what kind of what they're doing. Then give me some Harvey Bullock. Just just a little bit of a gripe. Fuck <laughs> Renee Montoya. Give me some Harvey Bullock. Mm. I want to see him walking in the room, fat slob eating a pizza or something, getting pizza sauce all over his his uh, dirty shirt. See, and that's the problem. He's too big of a spectacle. With his New York accent. But I think the guy who voiced him is dead. Who used to voice him. But that would just, that's just me. I mean, Harvey Bullock was in the freaking um, Gotham series. Yeah. He's a main character in Gotham. Yep. Probably one of the best renditions of Harvey Bullock ever, by the way. Yeah. Actor they got was great for that. But like this felt like, like I said, I felt like I was watching the Gotham TV show, but it was animated, so it just didn't feel right. Because it felt like it, this should have been live action. I think if this was live action, we would have a completely different opinion of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, it's, it's, this movie definitely could, like, especially the way this movie was written, where there wasn't a whole lot of action. It was it was a lot of detective work and investigating whatever. This could have easily been a live action movie. Yeah, Jensen Ackles could have still played Batman. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But they no no they want to have a twinkly vampire do it. Let's wait till the movie comes out before you start ripping on uh, Batman. It could be good. Oh no, I. I it doesn't. He can be a good Batman, but that doesn't mean he. It doesn't undo the fact that he was a twinkly vampire. Fair, but the way you said it, like in a, in a very negative demeanor, like, oh no, let's just get a instead of a vampire killer, let's 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 get an actual vampire. You're like, I didn't say that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What? What? Okay. <laughs> I'm exaggerating clearly. Mm-hmm. Um. That is interesting, though. Random side point that that uh, that kind of makes me if if the twenty twenty two whatever the Batman movie that they're making was similar to this movie, I'm like, okay, that actually gives me because I I've, I didn't have high hopes for that movie, right? But like, if they're like, oh, uh, it's similar to this movie to the point that they got annoyed by this movie coming out. That actually makes me go like, oh, maybe maybe it's actually maybe it's actually decent then. I I actually do have high hopes for it because I uh, I guess um, the director was was really high on doing this film noir style, which has never been done in live action before. Mm-hmm. And it's well, the thing they're trying to make it the darkest version of Batman yet, or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it was going to be a detective story, like a like similar to this. It was there was a crime. Uh, Batman's acting more of as as a detective than a superhero or a crime fighter. He's he's literally 
he has no idea who this calendar killer is. And he's been, he's gone down every single lead, and it just seems like he's not even close. And I've never yeah, seen, he... I've never seen Batman like this, where it's just like, he just has no idea. He's just waiting for another person to be killed. Yeah. He's literally just like chasing his tail in this movie. Yeah. He's going around in circles. He's got his like handful of suspects and yet he's proven that all of these people could easily be the killer, but he's also proven that all these people could easily not be the killer. So uh-huh. he's basically like has gained no ground in his investigation whatsoever. And there's certain people that are on a suspect list that he refuses to even investigate, like Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. He has Harvey Dent blacked out. Like he can't, he won't even admit the fact that it could be a possibility. Yep. Well, we got the someone has a three star wanted level. <laughs> That's that's a usual thing, though. Oh yeah, around here it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. There's another thing. So I guess part two from the cover of part two, Two Face is in the movie, so he becomes Two Face somehow. Which I wish they wouldn't have just showed us that. Like that's kind of a, and like I said, I, I like it when Harvey Dent is Harvey Dent. Like if you walk, if you play yeah. the Telltale game, he's Harvey Dent for the majority of the game. And then when he has the option to turn Two Face, you can have him turn Two Face, or you can have him still be Harvey Dent. But Harvey Dent runs for mayor in that um, in that series. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is a major contributor to his campaign. Kind of similar to Beware the Batman. He ran for mayor in that, too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that Harvey Dent in Beware the Batman was crooked. Mm-hmm. The one in the Telltale game becomes crooked, but that's because of his psychological uh, disorder that he has with his brain about... When he gets crazy, he he goes nuts because he thinks that Selena Kyle, who is his girlfriend, is like cheating on him with Bruce, and he it just fucking it it snaps his brain because mm-hmm. his best friend is sleeping with his his fiance or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I I really wish I yeah I wish they hadn't done Two Face in the second part. I hope they I. I, I just feel like it's like it's like oh if we have Harvey Dent at some point we've got to turn him into Two Face. Like nobody ever wants to just keep him himself. They always want to they always want to make him Two Face right away. I'm sorry, Harvey Dent is a more interesting character than Two Face. Exactly. I I much prefer Harvey Dent. I have yet to see a version of Two Face that I have preferred over any version of Harvey Dent. Pretty much. <laughs> I will say the way the animated series did it, I like that style where you he would he'd fold every once in a while and he you know like you could tell like Harvey Dent was still inside of Two Face mm-hmm. even when he became Two Face, but like uh, man, that was one of the better episodes of that show too. But but yeah, 
Anything else you want to add? Not that I can think of. So next week, are we going? Are we going to finish up Green Lantern? Or do you want us to move on from it? Um, should probably wrap up Green Lantern. Okay, so next week we'll do the the live action um, Deadpool version of Green Lantern. God, I wish it was a Deadpool version. It'd probably be a lot better. Eh, I haven't seen it, so I'm keeping an open mind. I'm hoping okay. I like it. But I will say, bottom line, for Long Halloween, um, is this the best animated movie since The Red Hood? No, it's not. Um, Flashpoint was a better movie. Um, Dark Knight Returns, I felt, was a better movie. Um, Red Hood, obviously, was a better movie. I'm just naming movies that have come out since mm-hmm. Red Hood. Um, yeah. I'd even say, like, Public Enemies was a pretty good one. I don't know if it's better than this, though. Yeah. Like, I'd, this is a really solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I'm, I'm excited for part two. Cause I, I'm kind of curious on who the, who the killer is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clearly got to be Harvey Dent's wife, right? Yeah, that's definitely what they're pointing to, it seems like. So everyone listening, send us your emails, comment on the Facebook page, tell us who you think it is. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, you know, you'll know to do that. Then we'll know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, find, we'll, we'll, find out, we'll find out next month on who it is. So excited in that. So with that, um, I am clear trash. Along, <laughs> what a great name! Alongside, keep out of reach of children, and we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of. The Batcast featuring Green Lantern and Hal Jordan's huge dong. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But if I had a Green Lant if I had the power of a Green Lantern ring, you wouldn't just make huge dongs and hit people with it. I I guess if you uh, you'd be an interesting Green Lantern. <laughs> it's like, oh great, here comes the dick. Oh, <laughs> uh... My name would just be Dick. Mm-hmm. I'd just make these huge, like, schlongs, and I would just, like, kill people with them. Yep. See, That'd no be... one would ever want to fight you with that. Right. That would be my Green Lantern. That's what I would make with my, my construct. What would you do? Make hammers? Sure. <laughs> Why don't they make swords? I, I feel like a sword would be an effective Green Lantern weapon. Green Lantern made, didn't uh, Hal Jordan make a uh, a drill? That he was going to, like, drill someone's throat? He threatened, yeah, he was threatening that at one point. He was going to drill someone's face in. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs> we can make this easy, Mickey. Just tell me who hired you to kill Dent. Go to hell, Batfleet! Right now, the only difference between you and me is that I know what's down here. 
Grundy. He's mine. Let him go. This is your place. Give him to me and I'll make sure he never sets foot down here again. You can be alone. 